What's going on everybody? Welcome back to Frantic Thoughts, the most unexceptional gaming and geek culture podcast on the web. Each and every week we talk about the week that just passed, what I've been up to, talk about some news, talk about a topic, discuss some reader mail, some listener mail, and we get out and we do it again the next week. So like always, we're going to start off with the very first topic at hand, which would be What's happening? What have I been up to this week? Well, for one thing is my hair is ever growing. It's like a giant mushroom cap now. I'm too lazy to go to the barber or salon, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it was Thanksgiving week last week. Uh, pretty eventful Thanksgiving, I'd say. I'd, we did a lot of stuff. So let's just kind of go over what I did. Um, we went over and saw Sierra's family and had dinner with them. That included me working in the morning. I worked worked like seven days in a row up until Thanksgiving. And I worked Thanksgiving and the day after Thanksgiving. So it was like an eight-day stretch. No biggie. You know, that's holiday times. Crazy, insane work schedule. Like, workflow was ridiculous. There was so much to do because, of course, I worked dairy and... The good positive part about last week for my job is we hit our sales record like we've been open for two years and we finally smashed that sales record which was pretty damn awesome and I was pretty excited about that. We I busted my ass for that and um, it was basically I'd say about 50 to 65% of that was all me and then the rest was my closing staff but mostly it was me doing the brunt of all that. Um, so. Yeah, that was a lot of work. It was a lot. Uh, so much product, so much product. At the end of the week, I did not want to look at eggs, and I did not want to look at milk again. But here I am still looking at it every single day. But it was it was a good week for work. Um, generally speaking, I had, a good, I had a good time knowing that I put all this hard work in for a good reason, which is awesome. So I uh, went to Thanksgiving after work. I uh, had a drive about almost it was like an hour drive normally but of course we're in Houston area or well, we're south of Houston but we drove up to Houston and uh, there's construction on every single freaking highway up there and there was a highway we went on to I think it was like 290 or something doesn't matter it was one lane for about 10 miles one lane and they put walls on both sides so close that like if you if I was driving a semi truck it would be scary like you could not like move the steering wheel. I have a little car and I was still afraid. I was like, damn, there's like no room to move on this highway. So everybody was crawling. We're going like 20 miles an hour for like I don't know 30 minutes straight on a 10 mile stretch or something. Ridiculous. It was like a two hour drive up there almost, give or take, maybe a little bit more than two hours. We had dinner with our family, drove back and we were like, okay, let's go to the theater. We're gonna go see Coco. We went to the theater, and we picked up our tickets. We didn't. We do movie pass, so you know we have to buy our tickets ahead of time. But we're like, whatever. We bought them for an hour later. We're like, all right, cool. We got some good seats. Awesome. Went to Best Buy. I'm like, all right, man. I'm gonna go to Best Buy. I'm gonna grab a second games. So I'm sitting here. All right, we got an hour. Let's do this. So I start grabbing all the games I want. It's like seven, eight games, and then like maybe like ten Blu-rays because they're all like five bucks. So I like the stack, like 20, 20 cases. It's been 30 minutes after walking through the whole store trying to find everything I want. I'm like, all right, awesome. I'm going to get all this stuff today. I'm so hyped. Oh, yeah, this is a good day. It's a good day. 
you know, because, you know, Best Buy has all the crazy sales. They all had crazy sales, but, you know, like 35 bucks for Assassin's Creed Origins and like it's going to date it, of course. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, like 15 bucks for, I think it was 20 or 15 for Resident Evil. It's 15? It's like 18? I don't know. It was really cheap for Resident Evil 7. It's only a year old. And got Gears of War 4, which is 15 bucks, and it has like the down, download for the original four games too, which is awesome. So, I don't know. I had all this stuff stacked up. We got in line, and I'm looking at the line. I'm like, this seems weird. Like, this this isn't the line. Come on. It was literally snaking around the Blu-ray section. It was like five lanes snaking around. There's at least 100 people ahead of us. And I'm like, well, we got, I think it was like 35 to 40 minutes left until the movie starts. So, let's go ahead and chill here and just see how the line's going. In like 20 minutes, we had moved maybe five people, and there was like 100 people ahead of us. And I'm just like, okay, well, let's go see Coco. <laughs> uh, so we did all that for nothing, really. Like, we didn't end up getting anything. It's fine, though. It's fine. Uh, I put the big stack down just in a random spot. I'm like, it's it's a madhouse in there. It was ridiculously crazy, but they did have it pretty organized when it came to the lines. It wasn't too bad. So, yeah. Um, what I was going to say, we went and saw Coco which is a Pixar movie. They just released it um, Thanksgiving, that same day. We, we actually saw it opening night. It was really, really, really good. I lo- I had a good time watching it. Um, very emotional, very heartfelt. It, it was one of the most beautiful movies I think I've ever seen, v- visually. And the story was just really, really good. Yeah, it, it had heart, it had depth. Um, you really cared about the characters. Uh, has some little twists here and there, and then has a, like a really nice emotional message at the end. And of course, I started crying like a little baby. No, I didn't. I didn't start crying. No, no, I didn't cry. That just slipped out. I didn't cry. It was, someone was cutting onions, or I got dustomized, something. I don't know. But yeah, that movie. I, I'm gonna watch it again for sure. It was really good. But. Um, they had like this frozen short at the beginning. Uh, I wasn't a fan of it. It was long too. It was like at least 20 minutes long. I'm like, it's not a short if it's over 10 minutes. That's not a short, guys. And of course, it's just like felt like they're like, okay, we need to make a holiday album with the frozen characters. Okay, let's make it into a little music musical short. Yeah, they did that, and it was it was fine for little kids, obviously. Uh, had a couple of catchy songs in there, but I'll probably never listen to them again. Uh, but yeah, that was bad, but Coco was awesome. So we saw that, and then we went to Walmart, and I actually picked up some games uh, before I went home. Got home late, got like three hours of sleep, and went to work the next day. Hey, whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> but Thanksgiving was pretty much a success. I had a, had, a good, had a really good time. It was actually a nice kind of chill Thanksgiving. I had to drive a good amount, but I don't mind driving. It's fine. Um, but yeah, that movie made it worth it for sure. And the next day... They released a Hey Arnold movie, and I was like, Hey Arnold, what is this? Is this the early 2000s? Is this the 90s? Right? But no, they actually made a Hey Arnold, hey Arnold movie called Hey Arnold the Jungle Movie, and it had um, like the resolution to the entire series. So, like, you didn't know who what happened to his parents, you didn't know his last name, you didn't know all these questions like, Oh, would they ever date? Blah blah blah. You know, they left all this stuff open the last few episodes of Hey Arnold, like they planned to make this movie years and years ago, but Nickelodeon canceled the, sh- the show, but they renewed it at least for this, uh, movie. It was about an hour long 
maybe longer. I don't remember how long it was. It's like the length of a movie. And it was like brand new animation, brand like very uh, revised character designs. Um, really nice and slick looking. And it had a pretty nice story and it actually res- had a nice resolution. It explained a lot of stuff we didn't know about the characters and all, you know, all that stuff. And then they left it open for more show, I guess, if that one does good. If, if that movie actually does good, maybe they'll renew that show. That was cool for me. Uh, growing up, that was my favorite show. Like, favorite cartoon ever, pretty much. I don't know. I, I say that, but there's there were so many. But I had so many fond memories of that, and then watching that gave me a huge nostalgia trip, and it just it, it really, really resonated with me because I loved the show so much as a kid. So that was worthwhile watching. So really good stuff watching. I watched a lot of really good stuff this week. Uh, I finished Stranger Things Season 2. I liked it. Uh, there were some complaints about it. Like There's like an episode that I'm not going to spoil anything, just saying. And uh, there's an episode with a character, and they developed that character specifically in that episode, and it, people thought it was a weird tonal shift. I can see where they're coming from, but I thought the episode was pretty cool. I, I thought it was is is neat. It wasn't like the best episode of the season. Probably is the weakest episode of the season, but I didn't think it was as bad as people said it was. I thought it was still pretty good. So, in the season two, there were it was kind of slow at the beginning, but it actually picked up near the end, and I thought it was okay but it definitely did not reach the heights of season one season one was incredible but i mean it just like any other show they're going to keep it going and i'm interested to see what they do with it there's a lot a lot of ways they could go with the show so let's just see what happens uh one thing that does bother me is they need to stop making will like the kid like the center of pain that's what happens in both seasons and that's getting kind of old he doesn't need to be the center of pain all the time. Like, come on. Yeah. He, he, it feels like a bit too much. Like they focus on him getting screwed up by, you know, the other dimension or whatever too much. Uh, I, that was, it was a little frustrating for me on that part. Uh, man, I did a lot this week. Still going here. Uh, I beat uncharted the lost legacy. Finally, I talked about it like a couple of months ago. And then I just kind of fell off after I beat the open world part. And I was like, dude, I never beat that game. I love Uncharted, right? I had about two and a half to three hours left. So I played that with like an hour one night. And then I finished it up the next night. And I think it's up there. It's like in the top three Uncharted is for me now. Um, I think it's better than Uncharted 3. I think my rate rating of Uncharted's would be four, which best in the series. Wraps everything up awesomely really good set pieces really good story uh uncharted 2 you know the first time we saw these crazy set pieces it was mind-blowing that game is so mind-blowing and it still holds up to this date and then we got uncharted lost legacy for me that's where i would put it under those two games and the reason i would do that is because it's a nice concise game it took me about maybe seven hours eight ish maybe at the most to beat 100 percent well, not 100%, but, you know, to go through the storyline. Uh, I did find all the treasures in the open world, which is cool. And I probably didn't have to do that. I just kind of wanted to explore that world, and it was pretty fun to do that. Um, but the story was really uh, to the point, straightforward, really intense, action-packed. And I, at the end, I was like, my hands were sweating. Like, I was having a really... In, it was a really intense, the last few uh, 
part of the game, the last few stretches of the game. And that's what you want in those kind of games. It's like it felt like an action movie and it felt like it was awesome and I like the two characters that they chose to have the story focused around. So I recommend that if you can find it cheap, you know, 15 bucks whatever, 10 bucks, play that. If you if you want like just a nice 7 to 8 hour, you know, romp that's really fun to play. You don't really need to know anything about the Unchar- other Uncharted games either. It's kind of its own thing. So it was great. Yeah. And it's it was cool because it was just a DLC and they actually turned it into a real full game. And it actually feels like a real full game. Awesome. Recommended. So one more thing I did. Wow. Still going. This is still what's happening, guys. This is going to be a long one. <laughs> um, last thing I did is I watched... Crisis on Earth X. And you're like, what is that? So, they have the CW shows, which are DC comics shows. They got the Arrow, Supergirl. Uh, there's a lot of them. <laughs> Arrow, Supergirl, Flash, uh, DC Legends of Tomorrow, right? And they all air different nights of the week. I think it's like Monday through Thursday. I think that Flash and DC Legends like are on the same day now. I don't know. I don't know, but they all released throughout the week when they have their seasons and then each year last few years they've been doing this crossover event and usually you know it's just like two of the shows or last year they did all the shows combined and i thought it was really good there's like a, a space invasion you know like an alien invasion it was literally an alien invasion which dc gets weird sometimes guys it really does so we have crisis on earth x which uh I don't know if this, this is a little bit of a spoiler for plot, but there's like pictures floating around the internet. So I'm not going to go too, too deep into it, but let's just say they're, they have their multiverse with all the different earths and earth X is a planet that's like Wolfenstein and the Nazis won the war. Yeah. So let's just say there's Nazi versions of all the characters. Hey, I thought it was cool. It was really cool. Now, that was a spoiler. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I might bleep that out. <laughs> but yeah, there are there. I thought it was a really interesting storyline, and um, the character development was pretty cool. And it actually, it makes me think. Like I talked last week about DC, what they should do with their movies. It's like when you watch the show, this when I watched these four episodes, they had it on all the across all four shows. It was a crossover all four shows, so it was one continuous story. So it was like almost two hours of, you know, superhero action. <laughs> and um it was intense and it was actually really, really good. It felt like I was watching a movie and they put a lot into it and there was a lot of really good effects in there. And it wasn't as corny as it probably could have been. So um I don't know. Makes me think, like, why, why bother with? I mean, I know I see. I say, why bother with the movies? I see why they do the movies, but I also think, like, why not? I don't know. Tie the movies into these shows that are already established. That have these really big, deep universes. Just make it one huge universe. That I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I recommend at least watching these crossovers uh and the show i actually really like a lot like the most out of all of them is flash the other ones are okay arrow is okay it's not like an amazing show it's kind of like one of those you put on and just have something on in the background while you eat dinner or something 
DC Legend of Tomorrow's is okay too. It's probably the weakest of the shows. It's kind of like very, very, very campy. It's very campy, but it can be fun sometimes. So why not? And then we have the Arrow, which is so dark and brooding that it gets a little old after a while. It's like a little bit much. Like there is no hope in this world. So it's just, I don't know. It feels like it's always just so dreary, like, oh, my God, everybody's dying, blah, blah, blah. It gets a little heavy-handed when it comes to that. And, but I I think there are good episodes and good seasons of that show. And I'm on this train watching all these, and I'm just going to keep riding it till we get till the end, which will probably need be, they'll probably be never-ending at this point. So I don't know. I'm just saying I had a good time with the crossover event, so that's that. Let's see. I think that is my very long-winded. What's happening? <laughs> that was long. That was long. Hey, it is what it is. But yeah, I gave away a huge plot point for the show. Hmm. Anyway, let's continue this most visually uninteresting podcast ever. I realize that my podcast is not visually interesting on YouTube, right? I always just post it up there just in case people want that version. And I mean, I have the YouTube channel. I don't use it for nothing but the podcast most of the time. But, you know, there are stuff coming up. There is stuff coming up. I don't know why I'm talking about this. Anyway, let's go into the next topic, which we don't really have that much of this this week, which is the news of interest. And I dragged that one out a little bit. But there's not that much news this week. It's kind of a light week. I didn't see a whole lot of stuff I wanted to talk about. Um, I thought there was something neat that I saw. Is there's the fan community for uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas on PC? They modded in a battle royale mode, like a player unknown battlegrounds. So it's one versus one. You know, you versus a hundred people on the GTA map surviving, which is cool. I, I was watching videos of it, and it looks pretty awesome. Of course, it has PS2 graphics, but that's that game. It came out on PS2 and Xbox. But I was watching some gameplay for it, and it looked like a lot of fun. So, I don't know. I'm kind of looking to the future of, like, these Battle Royale modes, and I'm kind of trying to find one I really enjoy because I like PlayerUnknown Battlegrounds. But it's not my favorite. I haven't tried Fortnite, though. I probably should try it. It's free. So maybe I'll pop that on and try it out someday. Neither here nor there. I'm just trying to find a game series I like a lot that has this mode in it. Like GTA. I love GTA. It's one of my favorite series. So maybe I'll try this mod out. I don't know. I thought it was cool. Nothing crazy with that one. There's only one, like two more things I wanted to talk about. See, so yeah, this is short. Uh, they put out the Captain America. No, not Captain America. Avengers Infinity War trailer. It, it blew my mind. It's amazing. Uh, I want to watch it like 50 more times. Uh, they nailed Thanos' CG. And they imp- they're they improving uh, Hulk's CG from what I could tell. Because that's my biggest uh, gripe with, the, with these movies. Is the CG kind of looks a little hokey sometimes. And I'm glad they're like amping it up. Making it look really nice. So, I don't know. As all the characters you love, or you know, I love, plus more, and it just looks insane. And I'm ready to see this movie. It's gonna be crazy. It looks really, really good. So that's it for that. And uh, there's one more thing uh, that I want to talk about. That's going into 
the topic of the week. So here we are, we're on the topic of the week now, and it is that rock band turned 10 years old. So it came out on November 20th, 2007. So it's 10 years old and a week, basically. So this is last week it turned 10 years old. But I decided this is a fun topic to talk about, and why not? I love these style of games. So in 2007, uh, Harmonix released Rock Band, which is, if you didn't, if you don't know what Rock Band is, I'm, I don't know anybody that doesn't know what Rock Band is, but it's plastic instruments, guitar, drums, microphone, you can sing. So let's go ahead and rewind a little bit here, and we'll talk about Guitar Hero. came out November 1st, 2005. So this came out two years before Rock Band. Harmonix made Guitar Hero which is just a basic, it's a music game, kind of based off of other games in the genre, like uh, Taiko Drum Master, something like that. Uh, you know, the, the Japanese Guitar Hero game, I mean, uh, guitar games. So, or Japanese music games, whatever. So they made a kind of a westernized version of that. They made a game where you can basically be a rock star and learn how to play guitar quote-unquote fake it's kind of like playing air guitar but you're playing with a plastic instrument with five colored buttons and you have the uh, strum button so you can learn how to play that and it's really fun and it's just a really fun party game right uh, they made Guitar Hero 1 Guitar Hero 2 and then uh, they went and split off from Red Octane that were making that published those games and Red Octane, Red Octane got bought by Activision, and the name Guitar Hero got bought by Activision. So, Harmonix in the situation where they want to continue to make these games, and then they go off to MTV Games and eventually EA and make Rock Band, which was a brand new concept where you can play um, same idea, right? Simple to learn, but hard to master. You got the plastic guitar with the five buttons six buttons whatever it is I think it's five buttons strum bar whammy bar whatever and then you got you can play bass now you can sing you follow the pitch kind of like sing star something like that and then you got the drums which are four pads with four colors and the, the kick pedal and the thing about the drums is like if you play drums enough on here supposedly it'll teach you the patterns to actually play real drums which was always a selling point to head so this game became one of the biggest party games ever like you go to a party someone's gonna have their rock band set out drums guitar whatever You're gonna have a good time have some drinks have a good time whatever um, I wanted to talk about the future like after all these years right they kept on putting out these games so Let's just say, when Activision bought Red Octane, and they bought the license for Guitar Hero, they had Neversoft, the creators and uh, makers of Tony Hawk games, make a bunch of games. So, here are the games, here are the Guitar Hero games, and this is why it gets a little ridiculous, right? This is why, okay, after a while, after, I'd say, let me see, let me look at the last release here not even five years five in five years this trend started and ended which is the plastic music game genre 
So we have this is what they made. Sorry if you hear my cat. Like P2 said, my cat is one of his favorite co-hosts because she's always being loud. Anyway, here are all the games that Activision decided to make alongside while Rock Band's making their stuff. So, we, Rock Band Rock Band had a lot of games too, but I'm going to go over Guitar Hero first. So, we have Guitar Hero, Roxy 80s, Guitar Hero 3, Guitar Hero on Tour, Guitar Hero Aerosmith, Guitar Hero World Tour, Guitar Hero on Tour Decades, Guitar Hero Arcade, Guitar Hero Metallica, Guitar Hero on Tour Modern Hits, Guitar Hero Smash It, Smash Hits, Guitar Hero 5, Band Hero, Guitar Hero Van Halen, DJ Hero, Guitar Hero Warriors of Rock, DJ Hero 2. <sighs> That's a lot, right? And then we got Rock Band. Rock Band, Rock Band 2, Rock Band, ACDC, Rock Band Track Pack, Rock Band Track Pack, Rock Band Unplugged, The Beatles Rock Band, Lego Rock Band, Green Day Rock Band, Rock Band 3, Rock Band Reloaded. Okay, this is probably getting annoying, but you get the point. Rock Band Blitz and then Rock Band 4. Okay, Rock Band 4 and Guitar Hero Live came out both in 2015. So this is what happened is the retailers, they got bombarded Every single year, there was another plastic instrument, another set for people to buy from both of these franchises, from EA and from Activision. It was like they were competing They were competing with each other, but they were competing so hard and so viciously with each other that, bam, 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 every, every, every day, every year, it's like another guitar hero, another rock band, another plastic instrument, another set for people to buy. Retailers were getting fed up with this. And consumers were getting fed up with it too because they were like, okay, I already have this stuff in my house. Stop. Basically, they stopped buying it. Like, it just fizzled out because they kept putting them out every single year. They oversaturated the market, they oversaturated the store shelves. And of course, the retails, retailers only have a specific amount of space when it comes to video games. So they have five years from, so say, five years, five games from Guitar Hero. It's not that many games as more. We're just going to say five. Five five years, five games from Rock Band. That's ten, you know, ten games from two different uh, companies filling up the shelves, plastic instruments. And the Rock Band boxes were giant. And the thing is, Guitar Hero started copying Rock Band when it got to World Tour. And they did their own drums and they did their own uh, mic setup and it was a giant box. They're like hundred and eighty dollars, two hundred and fifty dollars. I they probably I think the highest they got was two hundred and fifty bucks. Still, giant boxes taking up so much space inside of the retail retailers, they didn't like it. And it just fizzled out. They just they just did it went too hard. <laughs> they just made too many of them. And you know, DJ Hero was a huge gem. People love that game. DJ Hero 2, people love that game. Rock Band, everybody loves every single rock band. Some of the Guitar Heroes are duds that they don't like, you know. They probably didn't need to make a Lego rock band game. They probably didn't need to make uh, Aerosmith Guitar Hero or Metallica Guitar Hero, but they did. Um, it was just ridiculous, right? So they took five years off. Both companies did. They took five years off, and they decided... In 2015, so this is two years now since this has happened. All right, 
we hear i started hearing announcements rock band force coming out i'm like sweet because i went out okay i'll just do a little personal history with this series when i was in high school my mom actually bought us guitar hero one and two and i love those games and i played them a lot then after a while i made my own money i got to guitar hero three played that game so much and that was the one i got addicted to right so when I got a job at the gas station, and I was working at a gas station, yeah, I was assistant manager there, and I got a pay raise, and I decided to buy myself Rock Band, I mean, not Rock Band, Guitar Hero World Tour, which is the band version of Guitar Hero. And I had that one for years, but, you know, I moved so much, and I got rid of pieces of it and lost pieces of it, so I never, I didn't end up actually still owning that. So it had been years since I've played any Guitar Hero uh, so I bought a PC, uh, Guitar Hero controller for PC, and I actually got Guitar Hero on PC, Guitar Hero 3 on PC, and modded some songs in there and stuff and had fun with that. But I had heard Rock Band 4 was coming out. I'm like, yes, because <laughs> I really wanted to get the band set, you know. And uh, they had rumors coming up, Rock Band 4, Rock Band 4, and bam, release date is going to be you know, holiday times. And then we started hearing murmurs. Oh, there's a new Guitar Hero coming out. Guitar Hero, Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero Live came out, which I haven't played personally, but people say it's pretty cool. So what what they tried to do with each set, each series is Rock Band 4 was like, okay, we're going back to our roots. Here's, you know, the band kit, a nice new set list, and you can import all your old songs. Cool. And then Guitar Hero Live was like, and we're gonna do FMV for the storyline, and then we're gonna have this mode where you can play songs over music videos. And the guitar is different; it has instead of five five buttons in a row, it had three buttons with two different depths to them. So it was like um, top and bottom buttons, basically. So it was six buttons total, two by three. So they tried new things; they came out and the sales just weren't there they thought taking five years off was enough time but it wasn't obviously because it didn't sell very good you can even now i literally just now like two days ago went to the store called five below here in in texas and sorry I, i need to catch my breath i'm just talking without breathing enough that's a bad habit of mine anyway <laughs> went to five below and I saw a whole entire stack of was well, PS3 and Xbox 360 and Wii U versions of Guitar Hero Live. $5. I didn't buy one. I, I probably should have. It was Black Friday also, so you know it was just a, a Black Friday situation, but still $5. It's only been two years since it came out, and it comes with a guitar too. It's not just the game. So I was like, hmm, maybe I should just for Wii U. But I didn't do it. I don't I I was like, eh. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. They they weren't popular. I bought myself. I ended up buying Rock Band Four. I have it. I have the guitar and drums, and I play it. You know, relatively frequently. I play it maybe like once every two weeks or something. It's not like a game I play every single day. I just get the hankering to play it, and I'll play it. But the question I wanted to ask, and the question I'm going to pose for this episode and for this topic is, what is the future of plastic instruments? What's the future of rhythm games in general? There are some rhythm games coming out and have come out recently. But I'm just thinking, like, is this a viable, um, a viable, damn it, 
I was on a roll right there. Now I'm starting to stutter and stuff. <laughs> is this a viable genre of game? Like, is it going to be popular? Is, in, is, is the sales going to be there ever again for them to put out another rock band, another Guitar Hero, or a brand new series with a brand new concept that is a similar idea? You get a plastic instrument um, and you learn how to play it. You know, you know what's crazy about Rock Band though, is they actually did everything. Like they did a lot of stuff. They even had a keyboard. They even had a, a pro guitar that had like uh, chords that you could learn how to play. It's pretty ridiculous how far they went with that. But I don't know. In the future, I see them possibly trying it again. It's not like these IPs go anywhere, right? Um, I think Rock Band is not published by EA anymore. Probably should have mentioned that before. I think they do it independently, independently at Harmonix now, and um, have you know hardware manufacturers help them out make the products. But I don't know. I know that they're still working on Rock Band. They still put out DLC for it, Rock Band Four. So maybe they'll just keep it like that. That'll be the platform, and then eventually they'll put more DLC out and release it a different pack in a couple years. I could see that happening. Like there's still a market for that. I think Guitar Hero is pretty much dead, kind of like Tony Hawk, because Activision does that stuff. Activision, Activision always does this. They put out, put out, put out, put out products, no matter what the quality of it, every single year, until it's just ran into the ground. And that's what they did with that franchise, sadly, because sadly, I think I like uh, Guitar Hero a little more than Rock Band, because I, I think the guitars are a little nicer, and usually the song choices were a little better, or at least more suited to my taste. But I do like Rock Band a lot. It's a lot of fun, and they have a shop. I can buy songs if I really want to. 99 cents a piece. Not too bad if you're going to play it a good amount. So, I don't know. The future is kind of, like, uncertain for these plastic instrument games, which I have a fondness for. I, I have a, hundreds of hours. I, like, I hundred like, I didn't only 100% is maybe half the songs, but I was like 99% on every other song. Um, I actually got pretty good at playing through the fire and the flames in that game. That song's stupidly hard, like dumb, like overly hard. Like it's not that hard to play it on guitar compare, you know, comparatively. <laughs> so I don't know. It was fun though. I, I have great memories playing those games. And the thing is, is I've never played DJ hero. And I hope, like I said before, I have so many uh, recommendations and so many people say that that series is incredible so maybe I'll try it one day I don't know so <sighs> we're gonna go into the community section <laughs> the future I'll, I'll, let me just do one little one little uh, synopsis future the future of these games is unknown but I would like to see it go on that's uh, that's it <laughs> So let's go on the community section. Um, I did get some forum comments this week, and they were actually really nice. Uh, I'm actually really happy for um, the the forums this week, especially. Um, it was really nice to see some really long and detailed comments. I, I've, I've been liking it a lot. It's just kind of warms my heart. It's a nice place to talk to people, and it's really cool. So I, I have a forum. If you guys didn't know what I'm talking about on cartridgeclub.org slash forums I think it's forum just forum with no s uh, there is a topic place for frantic thoughts and you can talk about the episodes every single week and there every episode is on there so if you won't even want to go back a week or five weeks or whatever 
leave a comment. We'll talk about it on the show. I'll do a little synopsis and get my thoughts on on these comments. You can go crazy, write what you want, and I will read them. Even if I don't reply directly on the forums every single time, I do read every single comment. So, we got the MVP for the comments. First off, we got <laughs> Round 2 Gaming talking about... He kind of does, like... He, I, I figure he likes to listen to the episode and kind of go through each point and give his opinion on it, which I like. It's really cool. He says, Another great episode, Josh. I haven't spent much time on the computer since picking up Wolfenstein 2, but thought I'd drop by to leave my thoughts. He says, DC, for whatever reason, has never really appealed to me. I haven't really enjoyed any of the movies or shows, aside from, and aside from Batman, having bought into most of the characters. That said, he loves the Nolan trilogy, is particularly the Dark Knight, might give Justice League a try, but only once it's on Netflix. He says he is, he really enjoys the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He just finished The Punisher and it's one of his favorite spinoffs, which I, I'm going to try to watch that this week. I have that on my list. I need to watch Punisher. It looks really fun. It's probably not fun. It seems pretty intense. <laughs> He's an intense character, but it looks like it's going to be a good show, so... I'm definitely going to be trying to watch Punisher this week. We had he says the thing I I purposely did not I'm not going to talk about loot boxes for a while. I am purposely going to avoid this topic. I am tired of talking about microtransactions. I am tired of talking about loot boxes. I'm done talking about loot boxes. This is going to be the last thing I say about loot boxes in a while unless something crazy happens, but I'm done talking about them. Uh I've been talking about them for months. So it gets a little old. <laughs> you guys know my opinions on it by now. <laughs> so, last thing I'm going to say is I thought this was a good point. He said there was an interesting conversation about loot boxes. As a collector of gaming figures and collectibles, he's baffled how Europe can force a ban on randomly generated digital content and not also consider the idea of blind boxes. The fact that I can spend 10 to $15 on a box with a mystery figure in hopes of getting a rare one is pretty much exactly the same as a loot box only it's a tangible object instead of a digital object where is the line drawn well i was like damn that like blew my mind i was like i hate those boxes i hate the little i mean i know collectors you know will go out and try to find the, their specific items so if you didn't know if you go to like a toy section nowadays or if you go to your GameStop, whatever There'll be these little boxes, and on the side, they'll have little pictures of characters. And in that box, it can be any of those characters. It's a blind box. You pay like seven bucks, five bucks, whatever the item is. It can be up to 15 bucks, depending on what it is. And then you open it up and get your random item. It's the same thing as loot boxes. And nobody says anything about them. Oh, it's the same exact thing. Wow. It just like blew my mind. I was like, dude, I never put two and two together until they said that. I was like, wow. People are going crazy over this Battlefront 2 stuff, right? And then on the store shelves for years now, it's been a long time, there's been these little boxes that are blind and nobody cares. And then, of course, you can say, oh, they've been doing that with trading cards for years, too. So, I don't know. It's it's crazy, right? Um, like I've said a million times, last time I say it, Loot boxes can be done right, and they need to figure it out. That's it. All right. So the next comment I got was from 
Mr. Diego, a Latino lawyer on Twitter, he says, Whoa, 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 who cares about format? Haha, <laughs> ha, it's okay, dude, but I keep, I kind of like keeping things I'm familiar with the same way. Guess I'm getting old. Nah, it's cool, I get it. Like last week, I just like randomly went into the topic of the week right when after I talked about Justice League, so I get what he's saying. <laughs> he said he's only seen two of the DC movies, Man of Steel and Suicide Squad. You know, probably get around to Batman vs Superman and Wonder Woman for sure. And Justice League is wait for Netflix, just like he's, <laughs> the, uh, Dean said. And he thought it was pretty funny because his wife, him and his wife, has a running joke that she cycles through the names of all the award shows until she gets the right one. We'll be talking about a song and she'll say, did that win an Emmy, Oscar? You know what I mean. Grammy, fine, whatever. And the funny thing is, no matter what you're talking about, she'll pick the award for everything else first, and she's not even trying. So when you said Suicide Squad even won an Emmy or a Grammy, Academy Award, whatever, he, I was chuckling. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, the, there's too many awards. That That's, that's true. <laughs> and... Uh, he says, you know what helped make Marvel's movie line great is that it started with Iron Man, who is, in his opinion, is not the Marvel superhero. That's Spider-Man, or like he said, and X-Men, but they're not part of the same universe, blah, 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 movies. But yeah, I mean, they could have started with a Wolverine movie, or a Spider-Man movie, or, let's see, Hulk. Hulk is pretty important. I kind of did start with Hulk, if you think about it, but they didn't have a plan when they made that Hulk movie with Universal. When they made the Iron Man movie, like, okay, this is our plan. And they started doing it. So, but anyway, so Iron Man, then Thor, really became the two primary icons that wound up becoming the Avengers. Instead, DC was leading with Superman and Batman, stories we all know too well. Batman of Steel, then Batman vs. Superman, all things we know too well. It, w it became so easy to pick on rather than just enjoy. I, I pretty much agree with that, yeah. They should have let off with Wonder Woman, and yeah, people don't know Cyborg or Flash or Aquaman, so why not open with the funny Cyborg movie? It would have gotten a chance to get a fresh start into DCU. I Anyway, I enjoyed the show. Thanks for the comment. I was thinking about that, too. What if they... That would be really cool. It's just... Brand new. It's like, okay, brand new universe. Flash. And it's just a really funny, really entertaining Flash movie. And then he fights just uh, Reverse Flash or something. One of his main he, main villains. And it's just an hour and a half. Lots of quips. Funny parts. Incredible action. Really fun to watch. And just, you know, lighthearted. And then they kind of went... Spin, they, they hint. There's a little hint. Superman. Or a little hint at another character. And then they have another movie. Not directly tied in. Say, say another cyborg movie. A little more self-serious. You know, he's kind of, it's kind of darker, you know, but has a little bit more of a fun tone because he's a, you know, cyborg. He's learning his powers and stuff. And then they hint at Superman again or Batman. And then a year later, they put out the Batman movie and then Flash shows up. You're like, oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that would be awesome, dude. That, that That's actually a really good point. I could see that. So we got one more comment and this one kind of goes places. So we got. Agent Pollo, and if you haven't read Agent Pollo's post, he does some of the best comments I've seen on the forums. He, he's really good at 
saying his points and going in in de- in depth and detail. I've only uh, for my specific stuff he's commented a few times, but I've seen him around the forums and he always leaves really good comments. So let's kind of go into this. <laughs> it's a little long, just just a fair warning, but it, it it it's worth it. He says he actually enjoyed Justice League and how the film ends, and especially with the credit scene and the post credit scene. I think the DCEU is finally on the right path. Although I love Man of Steel and Wonder Woman for the record, Batman vs Superman was a little better with the ultimate cut, and we don't speak of Suicide Squad. He said he's seen Justice League three times. He'll he'll explain in a bit. And ultimately, I could say that I liked it. I first saw it on opening night with special Dolby Digital Theater with the fancy chairs and whatnot, and walked out thinking the movie was a B or a B plus. So, this comment is very very good. So go over to the forums and read this. But basically, I'm going to summarize. He's, he went and he saw it in Dolby Digital. And there's certain cuts and transitions that he felt were a little more abrupt. Right? And so he's like, huh, I'm going to go see this movie again. And after the first time he saw the movie, he's thinking, okay, I'm giving this a B plus. Or no, he said, let me see. <laughs> he said when he first went, it was a B or B plus. And then he went and saw it again without the Dolby Digital, and the cuts weren't as bad. They didn't bother him as much. And then he said that, uh, okay, maybe I'm inflating this and giving it a B plus. He's like, maybe I want to give it an A minus, give it a B plus, something like that. But maybe it's just because I love the DC characters. Let me go see it again. So he goes and sees it again. <laughs> um, and then he says. Watching it a third time solidified that I can gl- gladly grade it an A+. Again, just like with editing, I can re-watch films several times, and just because I've seen it multiple times doesn't make me say, oh, the more I watch it, the more I like it. That's never been me. It really feel- was the feeling of backlash from the haters that had me hide my full feelings for the film, so I did give it an A-. He says that the only major problem he had with it was that the second half wasn't as strong and that Steppenwolf was not a great great villain. He said the film shines with the interaction between the leagues, even though some of the jokes fell flat. And then the mustache thing I commented about last week was he said it was kind of messed up that Paramount Pictures basically didn't let him shave uh, Henry Cavill, the super Superman actor, shave off his mustache, and they had them make him look like freaking Mario without a mustache. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, he didn't say that. I'm just, I'm just adding to it. But yeah, his comment was really great. These comments were all really good this week. So, my community question this week. Sorry for the long pause there. Is did you ever play Rock Band? Did you ever play Guitar Hero? And what do you think the future of these plastic music games are? Or did you ever play like any of these random other games that have like instruments or special controllers to play music games with? There's hundreds of them out there. I, I know there's people that play this thing on PC called Osu, O-S-U. And it's like uh, you, a lot of people use the drawing pads for that because it's like you follow the circles kind of like if you've played Elite Beat Agents on DS. Like you follow the beat by tapping the screen and sliding across the screen doing different motions with uh, like a stylus or a mouse or whatever. Or did you ever play DDR? I never was a DDR guy, but I know that there's a huge fan base. So let me know what you th- 
what what your favorite DDR game was. Just let me know what's your favorite music game when it that requires another peripheral. Also, you can uh, comment this on um, cartridgeclub.com/forum.org. I always do that cartridgeclub.org/forum, and let me know what your thoughts, your opinions on the forum topic. That's uh, frantic thoughts episode twenty six. You can also tweet me at frantic society frantic s o c i e t y on Twitter with the hashtag hashtag frantic thoughts. And I said hashtag twice there. Why did I do that? Anyway, <laughs> um, with the hashtag frantic thoughts. And you can also leave me questions. If you have a question for me, you can tweet me or say it on the forums. Like say, hey, Josh, I'm, always, I'm wondering, what's your favorite Mario game? Or, hey, Josh, uh, what do you like to eat when you're you're bored and you don't have enough money for, I don't know. I'm, I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> if you go to a gas station, what's your favorite food? You know what I mean? Any any stupid question. That I I don't think any question is stupid, but any question that you would have, you can tweet it, hashtag frantic thoughts. Always check that every week. And you can tweet at me at Frantic Society, like I said before, and comment on the forums. I'm repeating everything eight times. <laughs> so I wanted to I'm closing up the show, obviously. But I wanted to let you guys know what's going to happen in the next couple weeks. So, I have a... I'm looking at a calendar. Next week, we have the 7th is going to be the Game Awards. And the 9th is going to be... 8th or 9th is going to be PlayStation Experience. So, the plan is, if I can possibly swing it, that I want to do live commentary on both events on my YouTube if that doesn't work, I might just watch them. But either way, this is what's going to be like for the podcast. The podcast is going to go live on the 7th, and that one's going to be... I'm not going to promise the 7th. It might be the 8th, because we'll see how it goes. But I'm going to try to make a podcast reacting to the Game Awards after the Game Awards is over and post it that same day. And then, a couple days later, I'm going to post another episode so we're going to get a two for next week. Tons of news because they're going to have the PlayStation Experience press conference with a lot more stuff in it. So next week is going to be the news overload two episodes. Okay. So the reason I'm doing this is because the week after that is going to be, uh, let's see. So actually I'll have one more week with right with news normal show after that. No, wait. I'm not even thinking. <laughs> Sorry. Next week, I have the two episodes. The week after, it's going to be the first Frantic, uh, 12 Frantic Days of Christmas special episode, which is going to be just not uh, segmented. It's going to be a full episode of just conversation. So that one's not going to have news in it. And then the week after that, I have another special episode, which is going to be a more holiday-themed-oriented episode, which will just be one topic. So the news is front-loaded for the next two weeks, or three weeks, <laughs> next week, if that makes sense. So two episodes next week, and then two special episodes for the 12 Frantic Days of Christmas, uh, two weeks spectacular. <laughs> and then after that, we're going to go back to normal. <laughs> I know that's a lot to take in. I think that made sense. <laughs> so I, I keep hyping up this 12 Frantic Days of Christmas thing. I don't want you guys to get your hopes up. And I hope I, I've been making the videos, and they're they're turning out pretty cool. But 
I'm not going to be doing anything mind blowing. It's just going to be a lot of me just experimenting with videos. So don't get, don't be so hyped. And then when you get to the videos, be like, Oh, this is it. Cause you know, it's just me making some fun videos. That's it. You know, <laughs> I'm going to have, I'm having a good time with it though. So that's what matters. That's why I'm doing it. And I thought it would be fun. We're going to end out the year with a bunch of videos and, uh, the game of the year this year, I will. It will probably be a video feature, but I think I will probably post the audio on the podcast feed for that too. Just so you guys know, <coughs> a lot of information there, a lot of housekeeping stuff. Sorry about that. It has to happen sometimes. And I think that's it for the episode. I've been going a little longer than normal, but I think normal is around forty-five minutes now. So, um. That's not too much longer, <laughs> maybe 10 minutes longer than that. So thank you for watching and or listen. I would say watching, but most likely listening. Thank you for listening to the show. Um, thank you for continuing to listen to the show. All the people that support me and talk to me and, you know, have my back. Thank you. You're appreciated, even if I don't say it enough. And I think that's it for this week. And we'll see you next week for the two episodes. At least that's the plan so far. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And I'm finally going to get out of here. So, see you next week. Bye. Once I rose above the noise and confusion Just to get a glimpse beyond this illusion I was soaring ever higher